Welcome to the Independent Brokers Podcast. Your host, Joseph Goslin, interviews independent real estate brokers from around the country asking about all the things we all want to know, recruiting, commission breakdowns, lead generation, technology tools, and more. And now to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Independent Broker Podcast. Today, we have Eric Davis. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the opportunity. Awesome. Absolutely. So we start the show with letting our guests tell their story. Tell us how you got into real estate. How long have you been doing that? And we'll take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in real estate roughly about five years. I'm retired military, retired in 2017. Before I reached retirement age, I started my first business, which was a cleaning business. And through that business and scaling it, it eventually led me to real estate because I was just getting so many calls. People were calling wanting to get their property cleaned up or whatever prior to putting it on the market. And so I just started asking the question, hey, are you working with an agent or whatever? And a lot of times they would say, no, not yet. So that that left me a way to start referring those people out to agent friends of mine or whatever. And eventually it got to the point where I was like, I really think I could probably do both of these. And so in 2018, after studying the market for a little over a year, I went ahead and took my test and passed, got my real estate license the 1st of October of 2018 and just took off on a rocket ship. By the time I had been in the business for six months, I was already so busy that I could not do both anymore. So I gave my cleaning business to my brother-in-law. He needed something to do. He'd been working with me a couple of years or whatever, and it wasn't going to hurt me any by sharing what I had built. And so I gave that business to him. I hit real estate full-time from then on. I think I did 42, 43 transactions my first year, doubled that my second year started a team my third year, got my broker's license and started a team third year. And then last year I was launching my own brokerage and I don't know what, what everyone's spiritual outlook on life is or whatever, but I take mine pretty serious. And I just felt like that God was telling me that I needed to pause, just take a minute and take it all in, make sure I was making the right decision for the right reason. And that that really hurt my pride a little bit. I did not want to pause and I did not want to stop. I'm on a rocket ship and God, you did this for me this to this point. Why do you want me to breathe? And, and so I did and I started doing a lot of self-reflection and figured out that, hey, I might have been really starting my own brokerage more to satisfy my own ego. I feel like that was the right path for me, but I didn't, at that point, I didn't know what the right path was. I had looked at every franchise model out there. I had looked at cloud-based brokerages and different things or whatever, and I just really couldn't find my fit. And this is going on. I'm I've literally over 10 grand just in the advertising piece and marketing piece of launching my own brokerage. And it's sitting there waiting on me to just punch the button and I hadn't done it. And so I just started doing a lot of self-reflection and then was on a uh, independent broker group in uh, Facebook one day. 
And the day before I was listening to Tom Ferry podcast and Tom was like, you really got to meet this guy, Matt Curtis. He's just killing it. He's doing his thing or whatever. And you know me, I'm driving down the road selling real estate. And so I'm looking on Facebook for this Matt Curtis guy. I didn't see anybody that looked like they were killing it in the real estate space to me. So I didn't really pick up. Well, like the next day I was in that group and I saw this Matt Curtis commented on something. I was like, oh, that must be him sending him a friend request. And then, like you said, a while ago, squirrel, that thought was gone. And so I didn't get back up with him anytime that day. The next day, I was still at my previous broker's office then. And the next day, Matt Curtis calls the front desk, asks for me. They bring the phone back to me. Okay, there's Matt Curtis on the phone for you. Like, what? Why's he calling? We didn't even talk, and he's calling me the next day. So get on the phone with him or whatever, and he starts telling me. He's at first. He's. I just assumed that you reached out because you saw our advertisement or whatever on Facebook, where we just brought our independent brokerage over to Real Broker. And I was like, no, that wasn't it. Since you're on the phone, tell me about your brokerage. And so he was telling me at that time, they were the largest independent brokerage to hitch their wagon to real broker. And I think they had 150 something agents at an independent there in Utah called Red Rock. And anyway, to make a long story short, I just shut him down pretty quick. This seems salesy. I'm not really interested. I told him I wasn't going anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, at that point, I backed away from my desk and I just looked up and I was like, hey, God, are you speaking to me? Because there was just too many coincidences that fell into there. And I felt like he spoke to me and said, hey, you need to dive in. So I cleared my schedule. That was a Thursday afternoon. I cleared my schedule. I didn't meet with anyone else or whatever. All I did was just try to consume what real broker was. Never heard of it. Didn't know anything about it. So tried to piece together everything that I possibly could. The following Tuesday, I was meeting with my then licensed assistant for our normal Tuesday morning meeting. And, and he is now my business partner, but we were discussing different things and I knew that he liked the EXP model and I just, it wasn't right for me. And I told him, I said, man, I just can't do it. I said, but I did find something that I think we should look at. And we both looked at each other at the same time and said, real broker. And he had been looking at real broker the for the last week or two. So I was like, hair standing up on the back of my neck. Hey God, I hear you loud and clear now. And I was like, we need to get this Matt Curtis guy back on the phone and start diving into it. So had multiple calls with him, ended up on multiple calls with brokerage operations. Obviously real broker was not open in the state of Mississippi at that point. So after about the third or fourth call with Sheila Dunnigan, who is the executive vice president of brokerage operations. I was like, look, Sheila, I said, if I was going to mail you a letter, what would I put on the outside of the envelope? And so she's like, give me your address. And I was like, I'll be there tomorrow. She's what? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to see. I'm not making this kind of decision if I can't be in the room with you to see what your vibe is, to see if our our spirits are aligned, basically. And she's like, you can't come tomorrow. I got so-and-so. She said, so why don't you come in three days? We're having a, an event. I think you'll get a lot out of it. 
So anyway, make a long story short, I flew out to Dallas three days later, met with, with Sheila and her husband, Ron, who is over compliance for the company. And then they launched their own title company in the state of Texas, which was mind blowing. And when I saw him do a live demo of a title closing on an app on his phone, I was like, this is the future. And the rest is history. Gotcha. You're in Mississippi, which market? So currently I work the entire Southern half of the state. My office, my main office is in Pascagoula on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And we also have a satellite office up in the Hattiesburg area in Petal. Gotcha. So how many agents do you have right now in, in your thing? And then we're going to talk a little bit about Real Broker because I don't know them. I don't know how it's structured. How many agents do you have right now? We've, so I started with four and that was last April. So we're coming on our anniversary, the 14th of this month and currently have 36 agents. Wow. That's phenomenal growth for one year. Yeah. Yeah. I've been well pleased with it so far, for sure. In terms of volume, what are we looking at? And you can either pick GCI or you can pick transactions. Either is fine, just so we can yeah. have an idea. We were we were hitting around the 50 million mark by December. So from April to December, about 50 million. Okay, well, that's fantastic. So how do you structure? So are you guys independent agents? Or do you have team models? How does that work in your yeah. environment? Yeah, so Real is really set up ideally for high-producing agents and also teams. And then more especially, there's a huge influx of independents that are coming on and realigning themselves more as a team structure to alleviate some of the cost overhead and to be able to offer all the things that real offers that they couldn't do as an independent brokerage. We had the full gamut from independent agents to teams to what would have been independent brokerages, still working much like an independent brokerage, but more on a team model under real. Okay. So how does your environment look like your specifics? So you have 37 agents, they're all running their own things going on. What's the relationship with you and real brokers? Is that like a franchise? Is it just like an EXP or Keller Williams yeah, uh, it's, uh, market center? It's not a it's not a franchise. It is a cloud-based brokerage, much what EXP would be. Our models are similar in a lot of ways, and then there's some obvious differentiations there. Gotcha. Uh, but as far as my agents go, I have one team that has I think six agents on it. I have a marketing group, which is a different team model that has about 20 agents. And then the rest are independent or independent agents. Okay. J just so I'll understand the technicality of things. So you're considered like an office or you're considered a market center? Keller Williams would call it a market center owner when you have a bunch of people under you mm -hmm. and you're the broker. On so I would be the, what a lot of people would call a broker in charge. We call principal broker in the state of Mississippi for the entire state. So as we grow, I'm the guy for the state. Yeah. You're the lawsuit target for the entire state. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So how does your commission structure look like in, in your world? Yeah. So everybody with the company is on an 85-15 split with a $12,000 a year cap. 
unless they are on a team, then they had their team split on top of the 8515, but then their cap is 6,000 unless they want the 12,000. And there's some benefits to being on a, what we call a full cap. Got it. Okay. And so you went from four to 30 something, almost 40 agents in less than a year. What did you do for marketing? How did you get that growth that fast? So it's, mu it's much like anything else in this business. It's all about the relationships. And to be honest, it's been a learning curve to grow that fast. But what we've, what we have found that works and I enjoy the most is getting into rooms, getting in the rooms, building relationships, making introductions, and then letting the agents come to us rather than us to push and try to recruit heavily. So it's more of a organic attraction, but as we've grown and then we have some agents that are just blowing it out of the water, people are started taking notice. And then in February of this year, me and my business partner put on a totally agnostic mini conference, one day conference here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast at the Golden Nugget Casino. And we had about 300 agents attend. And, and that was, that's the largest strictly agnostic conference that's ever been held to my knowledge in the state of Mississippi. So it was a boom, here we are. This is who we are without saying we're real. We named it Reconnect, Real Estate Connect, and had speakers come in from all over the country, just gave insane value at no cost to the agents. And then we had a big blowout after party afterwards or whatever. And now everybody knows who real is. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I like your idea, your suggestion of getting to rooms. What kind of rooms have you gone into? Give us some real world examples of, I know some brokers or some agents go to the real estate school and they bring a little lunch and they talk to the students over the lunch break and tell them who they are. And that's a recruiting tool. What kind of rooms have you been leveraging to recruit? Yeah. So basically, if you can think of it, I've been in it. And if, if I haven't been there yet, it's on the list. But so I've done that same thing with the schools, going to real estate school and not really promoting the company because we don't like to, to push that in the schools causes some, some conflict. Other brokers, you didn't let me come speak or whatever. So you get some pushback or whatever in the schools don't really prefer that we do that, but I go in and just try to add value and speak. What was my experience when I was a new agent? How did I get started? Where am I at now? These, these things are obviously attainable or I wouldn't be where I am. So just trying to educate and let the potential licensees know that, hey, this is a business and these are goals and they're achievable if you put forth the commitment. So been in those rooms, like I said, we go to conferences, we mix and mingle, any networking events. I'm involved in my associations on the state level. 
tribal, local level, whatever, if there's some kind of a fundraiser or a benefit or something like that, I'm making sure that we have a presence and that we're involved and that we're contributing and giving back to our community. And those types of events make people take notice. And, and then you meet other agents that way that you haven't met before. So you can just start having those casual conversations that lead to relationships that lead to, hey, I want to be part of what you got going on. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's great. Any paid activities? Are you marketing the brokerage somehow for recruiting? No, not through the recruiting. It, that is a, a not exactly what our company wants to be known for and not how we want to grow. Obviously, we want to grow. As a matter of fact, we just hit 10,000 agents, made that announcement yesterday. And just to tell you what that growth looked like when I first started talking to Real the first part of last year, or the maybe December the year before, we were around 3,200 agents. So from 3,200, when I first started talking to, we hit 10,000 last Friday. Yeah. So insane growth, but it's because of the value add and the agent first centricity of the company. That's what's really drawing agents to us as opposed to, Hey, get in my DMS or let me send you a DM, which we have agents that obviously do that, but it's with a relationship that's already been built. Not, I don't know you from Adam and you're doing $30 million a year. And I just got my license yesterday. Let me send you a DM to see if you'll come on my downline. So we just take a little bit of different approach to how we attract. That makes sense. Let's talk, let's switch gears and talk about marketing for a little bit. So everybody in the world wants to know what everybody else is doing for lead generation, marketing. Do you guys provide any leads for your agents? If you do, how does it look like? So tell us a little bit about your lead generation machine. Yeah, so currently Real as a brokerage does not provide any lead generation. We we have a, a relationship with Chime as a CRM and you can do some lead generation through Chime. If you choose, That's we have a most favored nation clause with Chime. Get the best deal that they've got going for our agents, which is like $40 a month. And then they can stack on top of that with lead gen and stuff like that. But as far as a company currently, we do not. It is something that that we're looking at in the future, but how to scale that when you're a national brand is a little bit more difficult, but it is definitely something that, that we're going to be looking at in the future, especially as in, as I understand it in the second quarter, our second half of this year at the latest, we should be launching a interfacing that hopefully people will download and they'll get involved in and that's where they'll do their property search, but it'll also tie them with an agent and also tie them with title and also tie them with mortgage that we purchased in the last year. Got it. Okay. And then, so you kind of, talked about it a little bit but you don't provide leads but you're a your broker you have agents underneath you do you do you do any social media campaigns or anything like that to help the agents or this is all you're on your own which is very much sounds starts to sound very much like 
all the big other big brokers like EXP and Keller Williams and Remax and so on. It's kind of like you join, you get the benefits of a big brand, you get the benefits of a bunch of systems that we've acted and we have in the stable, but you're on your own. Go do your thing and do it right, or there's nothing we can do for you. I wouldn't say that. I take me as a broker for the state, I take a very hands-on approach with my agents, probably more so than some and maybe even less than others, but I have a I will teach you to fish philosophy rather than provide you the fish. So we spend a lot of time teaching our agents how to run social media, how to run sponsored ads, do your own lead generation, whether it be Google, pay-per-click, if you want to do Zillow, we're an OpCity par partner, so that's available for agents. I think it works really well for agents that maybe don't have something going on or are new to the business to get in and hopefully pick up something pretty quick. But ideally, we would like for our agents to know and understand fully how to do their own lead generation so they're not giving that money out to third-party vendors. Yeah, that's, we're very much the same. We don't do any paid advertising campaign or stuff like that. We're looking into that because some of our agents raised their hands and say, hey, can we do something like this? And, but we talked to a lot of brokers that do. From what I'm hearing for you, is it safe to say you're stepped out of production? I reduced my production probably by about 70%. So I still do a few deals or whatever. They don't, they call us brokers for a reason, broker, but I still enjoy that side of the business. And I still have a, quite a network of people who like to call on me and, you know, want to use me as opposed to someone else. But a lot of times too, if I can't get to someone and they need somebody right away or whatever, then I will assign them to one of the agents that, that are under me. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about technology. What do you guys have in your stack? You mentioned Chime as a CRM. Right? That is correct. Chime is really the only, I won't say the only, but there's very limited vendor sources in, in our stack. Most of our stuff is proprietary to real. We are a technology company. I would say operating in the real estate space. So we have our own uh, app that is really the lifeline and the blood of the business for the agents, for the brokers, for the company. All of our, our files, I review files multiple times a day. They're uploaded through the app from the agents and assigned to the tab they belong in. I can go in and review them. I can ask for corrections. We have a full communication part of the app in which the agents and I or anyone else in the transaction can all communicate in one place and it's all stored. Also, the application tells the agent where they are in their business by the minute. I mean, it's, you can look and see, this is how much money I've made this year. This is how much money I've given to the company. This is how much stock I've purchased. This is how much stock the company has awarded to me based off of the purchases or whatever. So absolutely everything that an agent needs to know about their business is contained within that app. And we're steadily building on it daily. We should be launching several other features in the app within the next, in April, we're launching some additional features features that 
currently agents may have to pay for in other sources or whatever, but now we'll have that available for them in their app at no cost. So I understood. So transaction coordination and all that's all built into that proprietary system? The transaction, maybe not the coordination. I think of transaction coordinator as being a person who actually manages a transaction from point from contract to close or whatever the agents have agreed on. And we here in the state, we do have an agent that does transaction coordination for the agents who want to utilize her for a fee. But as far as the transaction management, Yes, the transaction management itself is totally built into the app. Got it. Okay. Have you, in your path to real, have you been doing independent brokerage? Have you had your own shop or this was just, I was an agent at another place. I was considering independent brokerage, but I decided to go to real. What is the path there? Yeah, so I had a team. I had a four-man team at at an independent brokerage. I had been with an independent brokerage the whole time. I'd never been with a franchise or any other model. And I, I had everything ready to go. All I had to do is hit send, and I would have had an independent brokerage. But as I got ready and started to hit that button, that's when I was backed up and took another look at everything, paused and made sure I was making the right decision, not only for myself. As a matter of fact, going independent probably would have been a better financial move initially for me, but at the cost of the people that I grew to love and my agents. So the decision to join real was really one based out of servitude. So let's talk about that because a lot of our audience is in that phase of making the decision. Where do I go? Do I start my own thing? Do I go sign up with another brokerage? Do I buy a franchise? So help us other than the spiritual side, which I get it. Sometimes you have a lot of things that just fall in place and you feel that path was laid in front of you. Aside from that, let's take the logical side of things because I'm sure you've had a lot of that kind of conversation going on with your business partner, with yourself. What were the determining factors? What was the decision point where I'm going to do this? Like I said, this was going to be better for my agents or that I can do this or I don't want to do that. Walk us through that process. Yeah. So ideally, as anytime you're building out a business, first thing I look at is what's my exit plan? That's where I that's where I start my my search on what I want and what what I want to accomplish is what's my exit plan? What am I looking for to be able to step out of this? sell it, whatever, go into something else, whatever the case may be. My exit plan was building and scaling a regional independent brokerage across the southeastern United States to a point that either someone bought it from me or um, I was able to hire someone else to take it and run with it. So that was my exit plan was build and scale and then be able to sell or hire my replacement. 
And as I looked at what Real had to offer, it offered me the opportunity to build and scale at a much faster pace with a lower cost dividend than I ever would have been able to as an independent brokerage trying to do brick and mortar. So I currently have agents under me now that are in multiple states and without having to go get licensed in another state. So I wouldn't have been able to do that, number one, as an independent. If I was an independent, I would have had to, in in most cases in the South, you have to have some brick and mortar. So I would have had to buy offices, then try to recruit agents on top of getting licensed in multiple states. And that, that's still something that, that I may do, but it's not a necessity. Now I can attract agents from anywhere in the country. The opportunity to build and scale faster was appealing to me. The model and the structure, the opportunity, I'm pretty big in the investor space. If there's money to be made in doing something, I'm going to seek it out. And so I do some, I dabble in the stock market, I buy real estate, I do flips, I do buy and hold, I do crypto, you name it. I'm in the investment world for the long term. That's another thing we're looking for that exit strategy, right? So the opportunity to jump on with real when I saw it and I saw the opportunity for where it is going and where I believe it will go. And then they're also allowing me to purchase stock in the company to become an owner of sorts and also being awarded stock for meeting, meeting certain milestones or whatever. Currently, I think yesterday I looked at stock was like dollar and 18 cents or something or whatever. And anytime I invest in something, I'm looking at what's its potential. Obviously, I'm looking at a potential in the next three to five years of that stock being worth $50. That was a that was another thing that was hugely appealing to me is I mean, we see startups all the time that, especially in the tech space, that not all of them make it. But I have an opportunity to the company make it. Whereas a lot of times as an investor, maybe I don't have the, have that opportunity. There was just lots of things around that really stuck out to me and spoke to me internally and from a business perspective as well. Yeah, It sounds, I haven't looked at Real Broker, I'll be honest, but it sounds from your description, sounds a lot like the early days of EXP. And a lot of the people I know are looking around and say, I wish I was early on in mm. EXP. So that sounds very much like that. Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate you sharing your journey and your thought process and all that. What's the goals for 2023? So obviously I'm, I've been on this trajectory since I got in the business of doubling. I'm looking to double. I'm looking to add another 30 agents or so and hitting that 100 million in production by December. It sounds like a wonderful goal to have. Yeah. Awesome. And I wish you get it. You want to be respectful of your time. If our audience wants to reach out and maybe learn more about Real Broker, maybe learn more about you and what you do, maybe just brainstorm. How can they find you? And yeah, we'll make sure yeah. to put all those links in the show notes. Yeah. And first and foremost, if you reach out to me, I'm not going to try to recruit you. So just know that if you want to talk shop, I love to talk shop. 
and I will absolutely help anyone. So if, if you've got a pain point or a place where you may be struggling a little bit and you want someone to, to beat their head against the wall for you or whatever, hey, hit me up. You can find me on social, Eric Davis, A-R-I-T-D-A-V-I-S. I'm on, and then Eric Davis Broker on Instagram, but I just go by my name on, obviously on Facebook. Those are the two main ones I'm on. I do, uh, I do a couple of other ones, but I just I honestly don't spend much time on them. Talk is more just a time waster for me. So if I get if I get in a scroll session on TikTok, I'm there for an hour. So I try not to do it too much. But yeah, and then you can reach me there. You can shoot me a, a DM or whatever on either one of those. Shoot me an email, Davis at gmail.com. Love to connect it to with anyone and talk shop anytime. So Sounds great. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Eric. I really appreciate it. Man, I appreciate it. I enjoyed it so much. Awesome. And for you, the audience, if you want to listen to more great podcasts like this, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or go subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon, wherever you consume your podcast. And we'll see you on the next one. That was awesome. I learned something new. I hope you did too. And if you want to learn more from our experts, please subscribe to the channel and share with your friends.